This episode of The Shakes is brought to you by Bespoke Post, purveyors of the box of awesome. To learn more and to receive 20% off your first box of awesome, go to bespokepost.com slash shakes. Two things I can always count on whenever I come home from work that my wife always sounds exasperated and sad, and that whenever we get ready to record a show and Quinn sits down on the couch, she sounds exasperated and sad. These are the two things yeah, but look, that are this- constant. I think your wife and Quinn should hang out and just sigh at things. I am. <laughs> that is the one thing that I really, really am trying to avoid in my life is having the two of them hang out. Yeah, yeah don't don't cross those streams. That's, that's gatekeeper, key master kind of shit. Well, I didn't see that coming. From Kansas City, one of the best up-and-coming cities, according to Yahoo.com, in 2002. That's not a thing. It's the Shakes. So, should we do this thing? Take two. Take this thing. Okay. All right. So, we have a guest again this episode because it went so well last time for the beta test we figured why the hell not let's do it again so so now on the skype dingus we have lucky shirt hello lucky hello Hello. long time listener first time guest yeah very nice very nice so uh do do you have a question for the pat piper (laughs) i had i have a gift for you you can i give it to you now yeah i brought i brought you guys okay well yeah what, what uh what do you have so I was reading over the email that Jeremy sent out, or somebody sent out, going over the I, what do you call that email? The, the, the run sheet. sheet. Yeah, the run sheet. I was going <laughs> over the run sheet, and you know how sometimes you'll be reading through, uh, whatever you'll be scrolling on the internet, a web page, whatever, and your mind says, "I just saw the word parcel." Whatever you just saw a word, and yeah. then for some reason you try to scroll back. Where did I see that? Why did I see that? All right. So I did that with the run sheet, and. At some point, my mind told me that I had just read Gerard Butler. If you know, you know Gerard Butler, <laughs> yeah, the guy yeah. from Three Hundred. Yeah. And yeah, tell me, it's because of Joel Carrollhold. Yes, it was. Yes, <laughs> I knew it because I see the same thing. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. He's the first point, right? Right. Yeah. So I scrolled up and I was like, and so the, my gift to you is the compliment that. My mind totally accepted that. I was like, "Oh, they're having Gerard Butler on." Yeah, so Gerard Butler and Lucky yeah. Shirt. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, uh, I, and then uh, I scrolled up, and my, and my they talking to me before him. They talking to me after, and you know, this whole thing I lasted about three seconds, where I yeah. was totally convinced that the Shakes was going to have Gerard Butler. And what <laughs> killed it wasn't your clout in the interview community; it was me thinking, "Oh, but he doesn't make things." <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Right. And then after that, I went, wait a second. No, they're not talking to Gerard. We, we weren't yeah. going to talk 300, though. We were going to talk about that movie he was in with, like, Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl, yeah. Oh, man. Where he yeah. <laughs> tries to yeah. not have an accent. Is yeah. that the one where he's his, her French father and she wears the G string? Oh, that's Gerard. <laughs> <too. laughs> yeah. Oh, but that's knows. a funny connection. Yeah. We didn't put that together. No, see, the thing is, is, is the thing I wasn't going to tell you is that we are switching up the format of the show. And so it's going to be more of kind of like an America's Got Talent. So we're going to have people come into the room and you're just going to have to listen. And Gerard <laughs> Butler's on the other line. And you're going to judge them. That's what's going to happen. That sounds fantastic. Oh, it's going to be great. Are you ready? <laughs> Two, three, go. Okay, yes. Lucky here. Uh, I had him on because he makes lots of cool shit on the web. So why don't you tell us very briefly about uh, the cool shit that you do? 
also disclosure, he was a, a cocktail napkin guest, what, like a year ago, year and a half, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And, and uh, you were kind of figuring out what it was that you wanted to do creatively, right? If I recall. Yeah. And the story of my creative process, you have, you've jumped in at two very important times. Last time you talked to me on the cocktail napkin, it yeah. was me right on the verge of coming up with the project that's my biggest project right now. And it was me, uh, which is Find the Starlight. Mm -hmm. um, but I was talking to you and I was like, I want to write this book. And our discussion was juggling, I guess, what you guys now call mistresses or what, just having a lot yeah. of stuff. Yep. And it was me talking about, all right, I think, Jeremy, I finally am starting to organize all my ideas. And I have found the one that I think I'm going to be most excited about, which was a book at the time. Mm -hmm. And then um, second behind that was an art project that I like this conceptual art project that I've been working on for years. And right after that conversation, within a couple weeks of that conversation, the book and that art project just slammed into each other and became uh, what is now Find the Starlight, which is um, my biggest thing, which is just a big... Should I quickly explain yes. what the oh, whole yes, is? Yes. <laughs> because because I definitely think of it more as the art project than the book. But yeah, and you, and you should because right now there's no book to be found anywhere. Sure. There's you know, it's just a bunch of random shit going on. So um what Find the Starlight is is a story that's being told by a character who calls himself M. Um and he is putting stuff out both in the virtual world and the physical world, uh, leaving stuff in coffee shops and uh, kind of all over so far Southwest America and trying to expand it for, uh, yeah, over the Southwest. And so there's stuff, just random weird stuff that is slowly coming out um, to unveil this story. And it started with right after the conversation I had with you on the cocktail napkin, I left the internet uh, for months. I forget how long it was, but it was I, a while. It was a long time. I realized yeah. I, I need to concentrate my efforts a little here, and I and I stopped posting everywhere and just posted a picture on my Tumblr of a door. And if people clicked on that door, it took them to uh, the main Find the Starlight page. And at first, it was just a page that said, this page intentionally left blank. And then after a while, pictures started to show up. There was a picture, and then there was like these old weird pictures. And then things would start to, they would start to, like uh, over the next few days start to stack on each other. So the next thing that would appear would cover the previous thing and all that kind of stuff. And once in a while on my Twitter or my Tumblr, I would kind of nudge people over there saying, you know, there is something to look at over here. And then um, at the end of that, which would become the prologue to the story, uh, there were, I put all of the things that had been out, or rather, M put all the things that had been out over the entire time, and they each had a number on them. And somebody figured out that if they arranged those numbers uh, by the order in which the things were placed on the screen, that it was a 10-digit number. They figured out that was a telephone number. They called the number and got this thing to uh, um, then got sent um, a thing that was on the box that just said the blue key. They opened it, and it was an iPod that... M was sending texts to. So that was the end of the prologue, um, was that thing. And then now we're in chapter one, uh, which was kickstarted. And rather than putting these pictures out on the internet, M is sending out these uh, alchemy starter sets, which are boxes that contain four vials, one 
for each of the elements. And then there's other weird stuff going on. Like there's a Bible page in some of them. Some of them have dates on the top. There's all this kind of weird, just like what the hell stuff going on. And so I did a Kickstarter for that, um, which was beyond successful to me, even though the rewards said like, it was really strange. They almost didn't approve it because the reward brackets were things like, rather than saying, Oh, you know, you'll get assigned this or whatever. I did it it was submitted in character. So the things that were rewards were things like a page and a card instead. Like it wasn't at all clear what these people were going to get and, uh, people still backed it. And so, um, the chapter one will end once those rewards get sent out, which hopefully will be next week. And then, uh, chapter two is when the books start. Uh, the first of the books comes out in chapter two, and then it'll go on and on and on like that. So it's going to take a really, really long time. I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> I'm I'm so jealous of this idea because I think it's so brilliant and it's so inventive and it's totally abusing mediums the way that they should be abused. Thank you. I I agree, and I it's I I can't help but feel i feel very 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 lucky to have been sitting on my couch at the right time and have all of this just kind of slam into me with this idea and um it definitely happened at the right time i can't imagine pulling this off you know 20 years ago um so um, yeah i'm beyond excited about it's very very fulfilling as a project um especially since it's for me it gets to be very pure in the sense that I didn't have to dilute its value by necessarily selling parts of it to fund its own. You know, I kickstarted it. Yeah, people gave money to the project, but it still allowed me to have things just be left in places for people to find. So so far, nobody has specifically bought their way into the project or anything like that. So it lets me, it gives me total creative freedom to just it's, I, I can't describe the first time I left anything anywhere um, I can't explain to you how high I was after that moment just oh, like yeah I can't imagine and just walking away from this and knowing somebody is going to come across this thing and yeah because and, I mean you took like a like a multi-state road trip to drop yeah. these boxes off yeah I sure did and uh and it's yeah there's for me there's there's nothing like it knowing that i may and some people really been like you're an idiot you some of the stuff you're never going to see again and to me that's the entire point of some of it is uh Mm. there's this big theme the overarching theme within the prologue and especially in chapter one is the and the entire story in general is this theme of things that are hidden and things that are lost and uh, really building on parts. I, when I coming up with this project, I was looking back through my life and looking at like when in third grade I did a project on like hidden images in like uh, the dollar bill and stuff like that. And you know I've always been into treasure hunts and all that kind of stuff. So it's stuff that's always really interested me. Um, but yeah, just being able to actually have to have that stuff leave my hands and turn into that is insanely fulfilling. So I'm, I'm lucky. That's very very cool. Okay, so hold on, we're gonna we're gonna let uh, Gerard Butler kind of chime in on what he thinks about that. So okay, leave them nothing, take everything. I was totally you, prepared for a Gerard Butler soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting back like a chump. Uh, uh, so, okay, but the thing is, is you, you, you had this project kickstarted, 
Right. And, and it's incredibly ambitious on its own, but that wasn't enough for you. You had to go <laughs> and like, like you yeah. one, two punched this. And I, so you did this and then you've got this, you've got this other incredibly successful project that again, you kickstarted and just did gangbusters on. So tell us about that one as well. So you're talking about super fight, I'm talking about super fight, which actually we have, a, which we, I purchased yeah. uh, I saw yesterday that. and I yeah, saw that and, Pat Piper printed yeah. the print and downloaded it and <laughs> put it on heavy stock. Yeah, we've got, good we've, God, we've got a deck right here on the table. There's not enough. I had to print it out on uh, 11 by seven. <laughs> I only have like you three did that. You did this. Yeah, I only yeah, have Pat like three that. pages. I know. Of a, what? Shut up! Oh my god! <laughs> no, this is totally my thing. I. <laughs> ba- I mean, war. My mm-hmm. son and I played GI Joe War. Oh yeah. Quinn yeah, can't even get the binder totally. clip off of it. Strong enough, I can't. All right. I don't even have the patience to cut that thing out. <laughs> I don't I don't have my own print in place set because oh, that's just too much. I have a on my campus, <laughs> I work on a campus and there's this big guillotine thing and I use that, but um yeah, cutting it by hand, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad and there are people like Pat who are like I don't give a damn. I will. The print and play is a huge thing. Like yeah. people, people were dying for it. So, all right. So, all right, so super, fight, super, super fight. fight is a card game. Um, and the one, two aspect of it, I'm surprised doesn't happen more because it was me. It came from me sitting on Kickstarter, obsessing over the results of find the starlight, which was still being active. And as a result, looking at a lot of other Kickstarters um, just because it's, it's a perfect they've built a perfect little site to really throw other projects at you while you're on there so i ran into a lot of comics i was looking at a lot of comics and saw that comics and uh tabletop games were doing incredibly well which i love to see because i love both of those things and so um i had been kind of kicking around this side i've always wanted to make a card game and um i knew also that find the starlight was going to need more money i knew it was gonna i i I couldn't you know find the starlight was not going to be my retirement plan because if anything i was going to bleed a ton of money on it um so i wanted to do something else i knew i knew i knew i'd probably need to complement it and kind of strike not while the irons are hot but while i was insanely inspired and on this high of watching my baby be born and find the starlight so um I had just been sitting there one night, and like Pat said, you know, just people, this is just kind of uh, this lifelong thing where I'm, there's a thing here and there's a thing here, and they're just going to fight each other. And I was sitting there thinking, I just want to make a game where things fight each other. And then I was like, oh my God, why don't I just make a game where things fight each other? Like, that's it. That's the entire concept. So yeah. over the next two hours, I sat there on my couch and, uh, this was on a Wednesday night. I sat there and I was like, okay, well, there could be, you know, I can make it funny. I can make there. So there, so basically it's the apples to apples or cards against humanities model where everybody's got a hand and you're holding the hand of characters, you know, like George W. Bush, reggae band, Nickelback, whatever. And then you're holding uh, some attributes, which are things like can fly, afraid of heights, you know, narcoleptic, all that stuff. So <laughs> you've got to 
so there's in apple to apples you have the judge and the super fight there's a ref who uh, lays down a random character there'll be um one of them i post some of these like on facebook sometimes and one was nickelback uh that could clone itself but every clone was half the height of the previous one and (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that sold me immediately it's like i have to play this immediately (laughs) and was a uh a web crawler and then you'd have to in the super in the Facebook example that was fighting a um, so that Nickelback who could clone itself and was a web crawler was fighting two little rascals in a trench coat who uh, <laughs> controlled magnetism and were armed with tridents. So there's this real big discussion when I put these on Facebook. There's a, there are all these these long discussions like, well, you know, and, and I go in there and I really like play the devil's advocate in both directions. People are like, oh, you know, Nickelback's got this in a walk, and I'm thinking, well, you know, or the the trident could just spear them, whatever. And then you have these discussions like, well, at some point, one of the Nickelbacks is going to be small enough to fit between the tines of the trident. <laughs> and they can get they can enter the little rascal's bloodstream if they get small enough and just all these stupid conversations that happen um to where there are even cards like meatloaf and it's not clear if it's the singer or the food and so that could sway it either way so there's this really long there are these really long and hopefully very funny conversations that'll happen around these fights um that hopefully will make the game a hit and uh people have been playing the print and play i've been getting good feedback from it and uh, again, it was very much a uh, lightning in a bottle kind of moment for me. So what have your, what, like, what have your sales been on that? And I'm curious to know, I saw that there's like mega packs of, you know, the $25 pre-order and what does that involve then? Yeah. So there, the sales have been incredible. <laughs> They've been insanely good, like more better than I, I could have hoped for. I've sold through most of the first print, 1200 of those go to, uh, go to backers and then there are a few hundred left that'll go to fund the next print and all that stuff so they've they've been really really good um the ex- i wanted to make the game customizable because i want it to be something that could sit on a bar top or something like cards against humanity that a lot of people would want to play but i also wanted it to be able to be skewed towards there's an orange expansion deck that is just straight up nerd stuff that's got all the like you know wizards and orcs and like zelda related stuff and then there's one that's all adult themed stuff the red deck is just all you know dirty jokes or whatever and then there's the green deck is all kid stuff so i want people to be able to tailor the game to their own needs and uh so it's so, also like trivial pursuit from the early 80s <laughs> like you've got the silver screen edition and the genus edition and the yeah yeah, yeah. If people mm-hmm. if people wanted to make it that way, and that's going to change in the next print, I, probably because the uh, uh, they're one of the expansion packs is all locations, so you can so like they're fighting on an infinite ice rink or something like that, or one is just pro- overarching problems to the whole fight, like a kitten kitten stampede comes through or something <laughs> stupid, and so. I'll probably at one point make those part of the core deck. I don't know. It's gonna. It's there's. You know all this success this game's had, and it doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> it's gonna, it's got to go through a lot. A lot of people are going to play it and, and say, "Hey, that would be nice if this, if that." So, um, I love, I love the social aspect of it too. Then, I mean, I love that you know it's like tag it with super fight, and <clears throat> then it just becomes a way of 
kind of being more clever than you really are. You're you're taking these elements and you you know you can post it and I just think it, it it's cool. I love it. I I had um um you know on my uh, film blog there was um there was some uh, meme that was they they had like a um, like a brackets where it was like famous badasses from movies and oh, yeah. you got you got assigned a person and then you had to fight somebody and you had to write a post about how that person would beat that person that's fantastic oh and i loved it and then then people <laughs> would you would post it on your blog and then people would vote on you know did your character win or not and then you would advance and uh it was awesome i think i had at one point i had um the the girl um from hard candy who was taking on <laughs> Ellen Page? Yeah, yes. Ellen Page. Who was taking on um, Cottonmouth from uh, Kill Bill? <laughs> and so it was. It was. It was awesome. That it. is awesome. I just think that it's is. it's so amazing how you've created these two things that are just. It's like infinite creativity because I think the saddest part. Well. That's not probably the saddest, the saddest part of my part. life. Quinn, Quinn's about to bring it down, everybody. <laughs> no, this is fantastic. But, but I mean, let's like talk about being creative, <laughs> you know. And when you make stuff, the saddest part about it is w- when you're done making, you know. And you've created yeah. these two entities that can just sort of go on and on and on and on, and until you decide to say, "Okay, now it's done. This is yeah. it," you know. And that and that feed very different parts of my brain. Totally. Uh, I mean, insanely different parts. And it feed different parts of my wallet. I have no problem admitting that it clearly super fight is is for profit. There's I want yeah. to make money on this. Whereas um, you know, Find the Starlight is not. Find the Star I want Find the Starlight to be as purely me as I can have it be without it being tainted by profit or whatever. That's wait, a whole wait, other So you don't make money on Twitter? On Twitter, <laughs> you, you don't you tweet for money. I don't get what? it. Sponsor tweets. I did uh, today. Purina, the people at Purina. I made a cat joke a while back, and they started following me. They saw on Instagram that I've been feeding this stray cat, and therefore now own this stray cat. And they're like, "Hey, we're going to send you some free cat food." So yeah, I get paid on Twitter. Profit. I got some- yeah. Profit in cat there food. you go. Best yeah. Buy tried to hit me up in that way, and I was like, "No, <laughs> no." Oh, I took it. Too I took close. it. I was like, "You sent me the voucher for free cat food. Five years worth of making stupid jokes on the internet for a bag of." Free cat food, yes, yeah, Fuck yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> win, yeah. Come out so, ahead. so she, Quinn, Quinn brought up a good point, and I was going to ask a question, but it, it, she, she turned it a little bit for me. My, my thought made it was better like, is what you mean. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, my thought was okay. You've got these two things that are that really are in their own rights extremely popular, but neither one, as you say, truly, truly exist yet. Yeah, really, you know, really popular things that aren't even real. But at the same time, but at the same time, she was saying, you know, the the sad thing is when it it's well, so okay, so if it's this popular and it's not even really a a thing totally yet, man, I mean, what what a ride you've got ahead of you. Oh yeah, what a ride I've got right now in terms of I mean. Talk about, is she okay? Do we? Like, <laughs> they're, they're nah, like, I'm just God, being sorry. Quinn, Quinn makes it a habit to joke still more <laughs> <throat now. laughs> That's at least the third time, Quinn, yeah. since know, we started the show. Um, <laughs> um, talk, it's, what a perfect show for me to be talking about this mm-hmm. uh, on with the shakes, because, I mean, 
you talk about the shakes. This it's insane how as a creative person how quick you can be, at least I can be, I'm only going to speak for myself, how quick I can be to just beat the ever-loving shit out of myself and be sitting there and think, my God, Superfight's a stupid idea. (laughs) And, you know, it's thousands of them have sold and it doesn't exist. And I'll still sit there and I'll be like, this is so stupid. People are going to hate this. I'll look at, especially in the creation process, if you take any one single Superfight card and look at it, it can look pretty stupid on its own because it needs to be coupled with, you know, like controls magnetism is only funny if this other thing. And so I had a lot of opportunities to really second, third, fourth and fifth guess myself and think I'm making a huge idiotic blundering mistake. And then that bleeds into find the starlight with, Oh God, everything I'm doing is stupid. But that's, (laughs) but that to me, that is, um, this is, this is going to date me slightly, but Bud Light did a, a radio campaign with Charlton Heston, where Charlton Heston would come in in and, 1924. Yes, and do <laughs> hey, like a know. dramatic. Bud Light is the 23 Skidoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the berries. Bud Light, drink it. I no, use it on fast women. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, um, you know, it was just some everyday like college student retelling a story about trying to get a Bud Light, and Charlton Heston was in there you know, doing this very dramatic thing. And the woman who created it, she talked about it and she said, I remember driving to the recording session thinking, this is the worst thing ever. And it was like this wildly successful. And so in the creative process, two things, I know that I've stumbled onto something good. If, if it's not executed this certain way, it could go horribly wrong. So it could go horrible. It could go very right or horribly wrong. And you know that you've got something there. And the other thing is, is, you know, just from the, you know, work you've created, if you've created something and then eventually you hate it, that's good. That means that you're advancing and it's like, I can't rest on that. I need to go create something. And so many people stop there, you know? I mean, that's, that's the true sign of like, okay, no, I'm, I'm going to fight through this. Like, I mean, we talk about this all the time. The whole, you know, velocity of cats. Fuck yes! Did you hear God. that, Pat? That's Damn. true. It's, it's, it's totally know. true. You gotta feel like you're gonna shit your pants because are that's... we done? Are we done with Darren? Yet? But no, <laughs> hating Football. something is like our response to hating. Well, our response to fear is to to just like nonchalantly hate it, right? And um, so I do that with my life every day. And, yeah, 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 perfect. And, what could go wrong? But right. I mean, I think that. It's just so impressive that you were like, how many more compliments can we give you? <laughs> but no, but it's just, do, do we need to leave you alone? With yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so impressive because, and this is something I think our viewers really care about is the fact that like, you know, it, our viewers, our viewers, our listeners, the second that came out of my mouth, my brain was trying to figure Please out why that was wrong. <laughs> if you can view us, then you have broken some kind of new plan. Um, but the whole, the whole thing is that like, they want to be creative right away. They, they want to figure it out right away. But the whole thing is that you, you have to go through this internal battle with yourself of, of hating whatever you created, of hating yourself, of hating your spouse, of hating your life, of hating your cat. It's your cat's fault. Fuck your food. I don't care if it's free. I'm throwing it out. Like you have to go through all of that 
in it's order. Kind of, I, I once to... had a raw chicken breast, and it was. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> for those who weren't clear, I where just I was got going props with from Quinn. Right. <laughs> yeah, for those who weren't clear, where I was going. I'm talking about <laughs> sexual intercourse with meat. For the fiftieth time, let me say thank you very much for the, that compliment. Those compliments, but I wish that that struggle. I don't wish that struggle would remain only internal, but it's no longer only internal. Not anymore. Not with this kind of stuff. When you're putting stuff out there and when crowdsourcing happens and you're building, you're you're having babies in front of people. And some of them are saying, that's a beautiful baby coming out of you. Let's not make this weird. Some of them are saying that, make that baby's hair red right now when it's brown, you know? Right. And it's this weird thing that happens where, especially with Kickstarter, I think there are just some people who think, um, first, I will never stop being insanely internally grateful to everybody who gave me one cent of anything. But there are some people who are like, I, you, I gave you this dollar. Now I'm going to start creatively directing the project. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there are people who are straight up like, you need to put artwork on your super fight cards. I was like, that's a no. That's like, if you read the th- if I put a picture of meatloaf, there goes the discussion of yeah, what exactly. the hell is it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, so there's the whole, the simplicity of it was, you know, the, the perfect part of it for me. And then, but there were um, both projects, there have been a lot of people, and input is fine, but it was, there were people who were very acutely demanding. Um, and it's easy to sit back now and think, oh, well, you know, just shake that off. But I think any of us creative people know how imbalanced it is like how many compliments it takes to wash out one person being like you suck yeah. it's just like oh god dad they're right i do suck this whole thing stupid so yeah no i know i have bosses like that <laughs> let's talk about that so 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 darren gave us a uh, a topic to discuss which is exactly what he's talking about right now and, and it is let's discuss what it is like to struggle to be original with your ideas in this new information climate where we can see every idea ever. So it's exactly, I I feel that that's what you're talking about right now. You know, people are seeing the baby as it's being born. And so they have, they have their input. And so, you know, and I, I think that that is, it's super interesting. I guess it's something that I've always thought about in the back of my head at some form or another, but have never really kind of formalized that. But yeah, I mean, you know, when we're putting every shred of any idea that we have half formed out there, how, you know, well, okay, going, going back to last episode and we're, and we're, when we were talking with Merlin about Battle Royale and Hunger Games. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, and, <laughs> and, you know, and, the, and that debate, yeah, sure you could debate, but which by the way, I went and watched battle Royale afterwards. Holy shit, man. That was, yeah. that was intense. It was good yeah. though. Uh, so, you know, but inevitably somebody else having some idea is going to have that battle Royale hunger games moment where you're yeah. like, Oh man, I, I've got this cool idea and here it is. And you're like, meh, no, that was so and so, such and such, right? And you're or what like, about you know Armageddon and Deep Impact? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and how crazy is that? That it all like comes out. You know, milk came out at the same time that you know. It's like there was milk oh the movie in, milk. I yeah, was thinking yeah. about the beverage. No, 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 I'm like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> milk came at the same time as <laughs> skim. How and, weird is and that? What the? Um, <laughs> but you know, and and it's so funny how Hollywood, uh, you know 
kind of follows those trends. Yeah, it has and, those weird and, parallels. Yeah, Truman there. came out at the same time. There's another movie about uh, um, not Truman. Um, you mean the Truman Show? No, God damn it! Philip Seymour Hoffman played him. Um, oh, Capote. And then there was another version of Capote played Mm -hmm. by a different person and they both came out at the same time. So it's just, it's just. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there is then sometimes to preserve the analogy, it's like, you know, you're having this baby publicly and someone else is like, I'm also having a baby and it's also got brown hair. And with specific, I mean with super fight specifically. um, So I had that, idea on a Wednesday. I went out with my kids on a Thursday. We were at Disneyland and uh, I was thinking the entire time I'm at Disneyland with my children um, and I'm thinking I need to hurry up and get home and start working on this because I'm a terrible person but thinking someone else is going to someone else is going to think of this. This is such a simple simple easy good idea that someone else is going to take it within the next four hours if I don't do something about it. So that was a Thursday. The next day was a Friday. It was my birthday. And I said, you know, what? for my birthday, I'm going to, in a day, make the video for this thing and post this thing on Kickstarter today. And I did. I just, wow, ah, simple thing. This is what the game's about. Go. And I launched it. And then uh, that Sunday, two days later, I was on Kickstarter and I was just I was watching it go and watching it go. And I start looking at card games, what else is out there. And I come across a game called Story War which is uh, 100 cards or so that, uh, and I backed it, so I think it's going to be a great game, but it's got characters, so you got like a leprechaun or a mummy or whatever, it's got a little, it's got the artwork of them, and then you've got a deck of like items that they can hold that'll make them shoot lightning or whatever, and then there's a setting, and then you, you pair off in teams, and your team lays down their cards, and that team lays down their cards, and you have this discussion about who's going to fight and what's going to happen, and I was pummeled i was depressed i was acutely depressed They're like my god i was and they had launched it two days before i did and i was like oh I, yeah i miss it and i was convinced it was the same game if like I without, gone, if i wouldn't have gone to disneyland god yeah, damn it my children and it took it took my uh my friend uh um talking me off the ledge and saying no let's really look at this thing and after a while, it became clear if there's a table playing Super Fight and if there's a play, table playing Story War, they're going to be two very different environments, different games. They're di- they're just very different. There's Super Fight is humor based. It's you know, all that crazy, stupid Nickelback stuff. Story War is very much like, you know, there's your actual. It's you're basing things on stories and you're trying to have a good story about your favorite. So, um, the same thing kind of happened with Find the Starlight. Where as I thought of this stuff, I was like. As far as I know, nobody's ever done anything like this. And it's, you know, it's then somebody on um, some forum somewhere went, this looks like a fun ARG. I was like, what the hell does that mean? And then I go and look at ARG. Quinn, do you know what an ARG is? Absolutely not. But it's just that statement alone, that casual oh, yeah. statement yeah, is enough to like what is really it? What make is me feel yeah, sick. Yeah, that, that made me a little unsettled just then you, when she just did. You've talked about them on your show. and uh, the, the ARG? The campaign, um, the thing that they did for Halo was an ARG. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. okay, okay, okay. So that stands for alternate reality game. Gotcha. The person God, he knows is, more about our show than we do. <laughs> the person, the players are, are expected to, you know, like take part in, it's a game, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they play along and whatever else. 
And so there are definitely elements of Find the Starlight that are very ARG-ish kind of stuff. Trent Reznor did one like two million years ago. He did one for an album. They've done them for like Lost and stuff like that. So I've since learned a lot about them. But um, they're they're usually, they're almost always promotional tools for stuff um, and they're whatever. But this, I was comfortable enough after being depressed for a long time thinking, well, these this is just getting lumped into an existing genre. They're realizing now this is, this is a different thing. It's a very much a story driven thing. That's not, you know, trying to promote a movie or something. So yeah. that right. kind of st- Well, yeah. And you know, I mean the whole like Google before you do it kind of idea, you know, like I, every time I tweet, I'm like, fuck, somebody totally said this and it was yeah. probably funnier and uh, whatever, you know, <laughs> but yeah. you know, I think that there's a big difference between, you know, saying that something is the same and saying something is the similar. Like everything is similar. Is anything truly 100% original well, anymore? And- like you're inspired by other things out there. And what comes down to making the entire idea worth it and making it original is the creative. The, well, how you create it and how you decide to problem solve around the fact that there is something similar to it, right? Yeah. And I think everybody, you know, back to your whole topic of, of that you brought up of, you know, in this day and age, we can, everybody can be a whistleblower, essentially. And everybody wants to be the whistleblower. Everybody wants sure to, be able to say like, oh my God, this is the same. This totally sucks. Yeah, totally, you know, you're yeah, totally ripping yeah. this off. But the the worst part about it is that that's their version of creativity. And instead of working to make their idea better or whatever it is that they're working on, they're, they're going out and being a whistleblower. This is how I rationalize it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this because, is what makes you sleep at night. Right. Because the real idea, the real race is, is it's all about making the idea different because yeah, you can pull anything and say it's the same. This just happened to me. With, I mean, in a much smaller scale for something that's really worthless, nobody will remember, unlike what you're doing. But, you know, somebody had an idea and mine was somewhat similar, but also in my mind, completely different. The idea was killed because something vaguely similar existed. in that a woman talked to the camera. Seriously. So it was too similar. And, yeah, and even worse, now you get these like idea squatters where right. they're like, you know, let's go reserve the idea of a woman talking to a camera and do it and first. And it's just like <laughs> that. there's nothing. But the whole thing is like instead of those other people that were blowing the whistle on me making their ideas better, they were attacking my idea. Yeah. And totally. and I just it's it's just that's just so shitty. And so the entire internet is just full of those little fuckwads that want to do that to you. Well, and, and I don't, I don't always see that as an insult. I think people try mentally well, when they try. Congratulations on that ego. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is I think when people are grasping a new idea, I think they attempt to put it in a box so their head can wrap around it. So they try and put some familiarity to mm-hmm. it so they can, grasp it so i don't know that it's always you know sometimes it's a shot sometimes it's not um and you know they try and you know try and but you know i think there is um i think there is so much creativity and 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 super fight does it exactly in in smashing 
different existing things. I'm really glad that, we, that we've had this discussion because I, I, I wanted to let you guys know that I have just launched my own card game. It is called Wizards of the Kitchen, and it is, it is a bunch of wizards who are performing incantations on root vegetables and cured meats to uh, fight with and then give to starving children in a dystopian world. So that they don't have to fight to the death. <laughs> so they don't fight Holy to the death. That I can't fantastic. tell if he's serious or yeah, not. Yeah, so. you had me. You had me yeah. until the starving kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit, I was still, I was still with <laughs> you. I, I was still, I was still <laughs> bought off on it. Let's take a quick break and let's talk about something that is awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Way Quinn. Way to go. Thanks, Quinn. <laughs> Into our sponsor. Yeah, that was Quinn. We're going to talk, talk about something awesome, the box of awesome. And mm-hmm. with a, with a, our sponsor Bespoke Post, uh, wh- where you can you can go to bespokepost.com to find out some more information. And so we know the origination of that name. You've got the word bespoke, which is kind of a you know it's kind of a it's an all in one. It's it's ready to go. Post it comes to you in the mail. Bespoke Post. That's the that's. <laughs> And the scales fall from (laughs) but Chang (laughs) education right there. So 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 Pat and I we we have both signed up for Bespoke Post. We both got in our boxes. We both got the agave, right? You got the agave. Okay, so it was uh, stuff to kind of set up and, and do margaritas. We got like, like a Boston shaker, a couple of really nice tumbler glasses, uh, the little citrus squeezer. My wife was like super yes. excited about the citrus squeezer. What was the, what was the oversized, um, like spoon, the, the strainer. cocktail strainer, it's okay. a cocktail strainer. So, there so you, you put that, you put that what over the shaker. Strain? Oh, well, well, if you, oh, if you, gotcha. if you, you squeeze the citrus gotcha. into the, uh, it's clicking, you've got to get, you've got to keep the pulp out unless you like the pulpy. I like the pulpy. Then you don't use it. That's why it was foreign to me. Yeah, you don't use I like it. And the so, pulp. but but it's very very cool. And uh, so so yes, we got the agave, which is a really cool set. These these boxes of awesome, and and I can attest, and I think you'll agree, Pat. That I mean, it's pretty awesome, awesome. What was in the damn box? They're awesome. Yeah. So so these boxes are forty five dollars a month. And each month there is a theme. They will email you when you subscribe to Bespoke Post. Uh, they will tell you. Here's here's what's here's what's in the here's basically what's in the box this month. Does this sound interesting to you? If it's interesting to you, you say sure. Forty five dollars for that box. You get whatever is is in that that theme. But the the cool thing is you're getting a great deal because the retail value of the stuff that's in the box is always going to be much more than forty five dollars. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, it was it was. De- it, I, I will mean, attest to that because yeah, I mean it could have been just like really cheap stuff, but it's not. It's we got not yeah, cheap we stuff. got three glasses. Yeah, we got. Um, um, yeah, burrito, yeah. Um, you know, and then like the little book, book yeah, like yeah. the booklet about tequilas, like the different types of tequilas. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely worth more than forty five dollars. So you're getting a good deal, and it's cool stuff. And there's different themes. So yeah, there's cocktails, and uh, like like Darren was saying, uh, they've done like barbecue stuff, they do cooking stuff, they do grooming stuff, shaving kits, shoe shoe polish, shoe polish kits. I love that. Yeah, like all sorts of stuff. So handguns. Yeah, handguns. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want, if you want to, yeah, like artisanal <laughs> musket loading. I mean, you know, so pretty much anything is like that, and and, and it's really really cool. And so, uh, I would say that the box of awesome definitely is exactly that, awesome. And so, and 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 the other awesome thing that we haven't said 
is that, yeah, okay, it's $45 a month, which, you know, sometimes that can be a little on the high end for, for something that you're going to, that you're going to pay. Well, and, and so you're thinking, whoa, okay, well, 45 bucks a month, like, what if that's I a lot of tweets. That's a lot of tweets. What if what if I don't want that? Am I stuck with that? No. This is not like a Columbia House type of thing where you've got to buy, you know, six in a year or something like that. You don't want that month? Fine. Just don't buy it. So you're not obligated to buy a certain so if if you want well, it, break. take it easy, Jeremy. Yeah. Just back <laughs> off it a little bit. <laughs> Fine, I'll fucking buy it. And what you need to mention is is forty five bucks too much? How does $36 sound once you take the 20% off That's right. when you enter the promo code? Oh, my God. You did math, didn't you? I did. Well, Shit. I remember what I paid. Okay. All right. Very, <laughs> very nice, Pat. What Pat is alluding That's to. That's me not participating <laughs> and just taking all the accolades, you son of a bitch. <laughs> See, there you go. That's that's exactly what you're here for. So, yes. Yeah, so, if you do go to bespokepost.com slash shakes or at checkout, put in the coupon code SHAKES, you will get 20% off your first box, which is, as Pat says, $36. So, And it's just your first box. It's not ongoing. Yeah, no. It's not like 36 every I time. I told my wife it's $36 every time. So she That's the way to do it. She doesn't know any That's difference. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. So, yeah. So, if, so if, uh, you know, you like, if you like, do you like cool things? If you like cool things... You should go to Bespoke Post and get the box of awesome. Yeah, but more importantly, if you just have like this dude in your life where it's like, yeah. oh, fuck, his birthday's coming up. What a piece of shit. Oh, my God. Most amazing birthday present ever. Never mind that he's a piece of shit and doesn't deserve it. You are going to be the best person ever. In the entire world. Yeah, and then you I don't have to they go buy the other ones. out of that right there. Yeah. Right? This I'm totally getting it for my husband for birthday. Like, what <laughs> the birthday. fuck perfect, am I going to get Perfect gifts for your this piece of shit husband. Piece of Thank shit. God my husband doesn't listen to this show. Well, and that's the whole thing. Is I know, because he, whole, he would totally think that I want to make out with him. There's a whole, <laughs> he would know I didn't. <laughs> there's, a whole, there's a whole side of it. Even if you don't want to monthly subscribe, they have all these one-offs, gifts, where, you know, like Quinn's piece of shit husband. Who is actually amazing and totally deserves all the presents. Totally and entire. apparently I want to make out with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you just want to do kind of a one-off and you're, you know, struggling. It's like, oh, I don't want to do a gift card. What's something kind of cool and that makes me look awesome because I'm giving this to somebody. Box of awesome. Go to bespokepost.com slash shakes. Where we you can discover, didn't we? <laughs> or did we do an off. awesome job exactly, of promoting? Exactly. So thank Gerard you, Butler. Subscribe. That's yeah. right, Gerard Butler. He 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 gets his box of awesome. Oh, so, I thought you said my butler subscribes, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Uh, so thank you, thank you, Bespoke Post for sponsoring the shakes. We appreciate it, and we do love the box of awesome. We do absolutely. We got an email, which uh-uh. I which I kind of held on to. I feel I feel like this was a good episode. This was a good email to hold on for this particular episode, given the prolific nature of of Darren's endeavors yes. as of late. So uh, I I feel like I feel like Quinn should do the dramatic oh, reading. You're only saying next I'm on my phone. Hi, shakes. I've listened to a few of the shows, some partially, and others not as much. But I hear good things about your crew. I understand that the three of you make a good sandwich and that Quinn is the best part of that sandwich. Whatever. (laughs) 
It actually says, totally and that dirty. Quinn is quite a butt spark plug, whatever that means. <laughs> Anywho, I have That's a question comedy. for the group. You guys talk a lot about creative mistresses, and while I have a few, overall, I feel a bit, finger quotes, lazy in that department. My father recently retired, and he is a man of few hobbies. I worry, just as I'm sure he does, about filling the hours and days that lay before him. We all work for that one day when we don't have to do, finger quotes, work. But few of us, especially those of us that work in marketing and advertising, truly have an identity outside of it. And while I'm not close to retirement, I do think about what that, finger quotes, day will be like for me and who I will be. (laughs) This is a shitty email. I have multiple interests none of them being fishing, golf, or restoring old cars, and good intentions. But I am not big on action right now. And between the job and the kids and the day-to-day of it all, I find I have little energy to contribute to something else. I want to continue to push myself creatively, and I want to continually define myself outside of my job! I've lost my fucking hearing on this. (laughs) The answer could be as simple as, finger quotes, shut the fuck up and just do it. Or it could be something else. Ultimately, I'd like to hear from you all on how you motivate yourself to pursue those mistresses. Signed, Pat Piper. What? <laughs> Who? What? That's weird. There's somebody else named Pat Piper? I have a problem. You have a problem, and that problem is low energy. And what's funny is Can that, I suggest uh, Nugenics, a testosterone supplement, who is going to be our I, next? I have low T, as they say. Yeah. Well, what's no, no, funny I want Darren to answer this question. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah that's the, Darren, and, and that's, yeah. Why I, that's why I and held perfect, on to this. Perfect, perfect yeah. guest oh, for wow. this. Yeah, um, so you Darren, clearly you have infinite my, amounts of solve patience, all my problems, Darren. as well as creativity. <laughs> and I'm a single dad with two kids. There you go. Who has has them half the time. Yeah, so you so. have less time than I do. Jesus, make me feel fucking awful. <laughs> and I have a career that is not it is not at all a creative career. It's uh, to work with people with disabilities. I've been doing that for 15 years, and it's not. It does not feed any part of my. So creative your mother brain, Teresa but, too. Fuck. Yeah, right. Pat, no. kill yourself. No, you <laughs> lazy sack of shit. <laughs> I was, I'm only trying to say it's not a creative job. It's not, it's, it doesn't feed any of those parts. So yeah. I'm a little, it just feeds my soul. <laughs> right. Just right. It feeds my image. Yeah. Um, I'm a little, I don't, I've thought ever since you all brought up the creative mistresses for a long time ago, I liked it. And then Explain. I didn't, and then I did the concept of creative mistresses and what, what I think that might do, what I think that might be in danger of doing is maybe making it a little too complicated because that that implies this kind of relationship where there's you've been taught you've contra- you've been contrasting it to a wife and at one point there was the guy who like had his he considered it his wife his creative career and all that stuff and I think for me it's far simpler to if you intercept me back when Jeremy first started talking to me I just had a list of stuff I liked doing 
and was just doing stuff. I wasn't calling any of them my wife. I wasn't calling any of them my girlfriend or mistress. I was, there was, I made a video on Tumblr that I still think about and watch like an idiot over and over again, where it was called Dino Town. And it was, I went to Target, I grabbed a baking sheet, uh, some kitty litter, some duct tape, and some like Ken dolls. And I made, this like it's uh, it was a video of these dinosaurs talking it starts with these uh like cavemen talking about the what are they going to call their manhood and that's a weird word because what does that do to words like parenthood and childhood it's like they're talking about that <laughs> so they're standing there talking about it and a dinosaur pounces on them eats one of them then the dinosaurs start talking to each other and it's just shitty like green screening and like the blood is ketchup sitting on kitty litter and it was so fucking fun to make this thing and it was the results where i loved it i thought you know i was doing all the voice acting so it sucked you couldn't tell which one was which because it was my stupid voice coming out of every character but please tell me you had a high-pitched voice at one point oh yeah there was like the little the little like raptory looking guy who's like man that was fresh that was that was sick what you just did to those guys he was like this little like hood rat raptor and then he gets eaten he was like a little dick he's just like man <laughs> amazing <laughs> and the main dinosaur is like oh, i hope that never catches on you use on the word fresh and then it does and whatever else and um god it was incredibly fulfilling and fun to make and i would never consider that and it, like it was just a thing i was like this would be fun to do and i did it and you know maybe one day i'll get back to it i would love to because it was so much fun but to have to, I would really be miserable if I had to be start to pigeonhole these things more rather than using the approach which I do, which is like, I'm going to make this. And then I kind of very literally go to my list after I'm done making a thing or in, or in slower times. And I look at the things that I'm working on or that I want to do and just kind of like see which one calls to me and be like, ah, that looks more fun than that. Or if not, none of them look fun, then I go out, I try to think of something new. And so um, to have to, I think where most people get stuck is in the case of the guy that was saying, oh, I'm married to this one job. The the need to make your own stupid dino towns is never, ever, ever, ever going to go away. It just won't. If you're, if you're a creative person, you're fucked because that's just going to, that monkey's going to be on your back forever. And if you've got, if you've got the kind of, for me, I don't have a creative job because my creativity is a big, stupid dork of a gorilla that I can't put a leash on this thing. Like, if I try to, it's just going to Hulk punch me off screen and I'll have to, like, kind of cowardly come back to it one day and be like, well, now can we do something? Like, if I ever try to be like, you're going to be my job and we're going to do things, especially for other people, I'd be, he, that gorilla would just beat the shit out of me. Okay, constantly. well, now you're talking about a gorilla, but I mean, technically your mistress could punch you in the dick and you would have exactly the same reaction. <laughs> or his mistress could be a gorilla. See, Quinn owns the creative mistress, so she's yeah, trying but you to know bring what? it back no. to her. Oh, Look, I, all I'm trying to do, <laughs> the whole... That has been taken out of context so many times by the two of you. Whoa, and the whole no, creative no, no, mistress just at one idea, time, just, but really, just, really badly, was just, born just by out by of people. speaking to young creatives that haven't figured shit out yet. And so they're like going out into the world and creating ads for like Coca Cola, and then going to like creative directors where everybody's just like, "Oh, all right, you little idiot, get out of here." You know, get out of here, son. And then you bother me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 
you know, so that's see? where that came from. But you're not yeah. creative, see? Yeah. No, but you got to go find another job. I'm see? not interjecting because in Darren's town. point is much better than mine. No, I I wouldn't say that, but what I think the the problem I mean, that's the being same. diagnosed, the problem that is trying to be addressed with all of this is just a creative person saying, I want to make stuff. Then he was right. You were but right I'm at the end tired. of the email. <laughs> right. Fucking make stuff because you're either going to make stuff or you're just going to be crazy and miserable or you're going to be both at the same time. But with the case, with me, um, all I can do is speak for myself. And with Find the Starlight and even Super Fight, it's way better on this side of things. Once you finally decide, you know what, this is stuff I like doing. Um, I could spend my time doing other stuff and even obsessing over which one's going to be the perfect one. Or I could just get out there. I could just get my hands moving and see where the dust settles. And I, that usually I like to hope that more of yourself will come out of that stuff. And I don't want to get too weird about this, but oh, dude, um, definitely <laughs> Stephen King. So Stephen King is, is yeah. my favorite author. There you uh, go. Did you say black? Did you black Stephen King? Is that what no, I was, I was like? Yeah. Said, yeah. I was picking cheese out of my teeth at the same time. So it might have sounded that way. And I just not too long ago uh, read his uh, book on writing, and he's mm-hmm. talking about, and it's probably such a tired thing now, but um, he's talking about how stories, he doesn't necessarily write them, but he like digs them out. They're already there, and it's just his job to like get the dirt out from around them and all that stuff. And a lot of that is true, and it's even more than that to where, in the case of like Find the Starlight, this thing's really, it points has a life of its own and things happen that I feel like are beyond me, whatever else that kind of is this high that I think can only happen to creative people when they feel like they've pushed this boulder so much and it starts to roll on its own. And you're just like, Holy shit, this thing is, this is exactly what I've worked on my entire life for to feel this momentum happening. And all you can do is get out there and chase it. And all you can do to chase it is to just, make you know either a physical list or a mental list of what feels even if it's not let's sit in a goddamn chair and think what does my what do my hands want to do right now and both of you leave, leave that alone but um like what do i want to do what do i feel like doing right now and just do it like, what do i do with my hands yeah, totally, yeah. Totally. well and, and it comes and it goes it, it, oh, it, God, it's, it's, so, it it's totally cyclical because i mean uh, honestly last night I was I was talking with my wife and I'm like I'm just I feel like such a sack of shit. She's like, well, why? Why do you feel like a sack of shit? Well, uh, because you know, like there for a while, I was like, I was I was really making a lot of stuff and I was doing a lot Wait, of stuff. Wait, is this what you sound like in your is head? This, yeah, 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 this is what I sound like. You don't sound like, like that. Fucking <laughs> hamster, get out of here! And, and you know, and 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 you know, and and her her incredibly simple advice was this we can't be awesome all the time fucking bitch (laughs) and uh and i was like okay way to be so so right robin so and so then you know and so then i i I went and i played some Wii. but uh yeah i mean yeah i mean so so the uh, it's it's a question of energy it's a question of thing you know you can't be thing, awesome all the time, Pat. It's not well, I don't but apparently like you're I've not been. feeling awesome ever. The, the, is what the I thing feel. is, is that well, and you I mean, know, is that and the it's, problem? Well, but so a lot of soul searching, and please give me some, give me, give me a few validations on this. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's like you know, so I go from the advertising world into the corporate world, and I think, 
in the advertising world, I created all of these rich stories that I tell people and retell. And, you know, I'm in the corporate world. I'm not creating as many stories as I once did, but the shift has gone more to my family. I mean, my son is 15 now, and I feel like if I were going to miss any time at home, um, this would be not the time to do it. I mean, this is the most crucial time for me to, you know, I traveled so much when I was in the advertising world, this would be the time for me to be home. And I'm, and I feel like, I don't know that I've mentally accepted the fact that I am shifting from, I'm creating these stories outside of my day to day. And now okay. I'm creating stories more with my family. Yeah. Okay. I, I got this. I and, got this. It's, and, it's not, you're not so much about the energy. It's like, how do I, how do we, how do I create in this new world? Yeah. And, and so okay. I, it's not for a lack of, I have a lot of stuff. I mean, Darren, you had talked about a list, but I think you got to talk about the fact Whoa, that like, you you're, just um, I know, I know, you just I know, but, but like I totally the most important him. part about this is the fact that your dad is a creative, your dad, yeah. like you have witnessed parts of your career through your father. You know, whether I'm not saying they're similar, I'm just no, saying no. like you, you've seen a lot of shit before you experienced it. And so I feel like that's a really important point to bring up here. Yeah. 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 Right? It's kind of like, well, oh, and it's, boy, like, it's not coming. like your dad's like, you know, an engineer that knows no, about no, trains no. and yeah. that's it. You know, yeah. like, well, not that that dad, would be bad. I'm my, sure he'd be no, way more wealthy. No, my dad collects trains. He goes down and he runs <laughs> oh, them. Well, no, but, but no, no, but that, I mean, that's it. I mean, he's not a fucking gardener. He's not a, um, go out and play golf kind of guy, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, it's like I, I go and work out at the Y, um, and it's a bunch of old folk. And so, you know, I'm, you know, getting out of my shit in the locker room, and it's a bunch of old guys, and they're talking about, well, I'm done with this, and now I've got nothing to do. But I'm like, as well, their scrotums drag the ground. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> is that a good thing? You've got nothing to do. Is that a good thing? You know, yeah. and I think about, the second that you stop driving towards something is the second that you start to accept the fact that I'm going to die. I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to wither up. I don't have anything more to contribute to this world. But, you know, it, to Darren's point, I have a list of things that I want to do. I mean, one of them's write a, you know, actually a couple of them are, are, are create two different types of books. And, you know, one's as simple as me just sitting the fuck down and writing it. Yeah. And because I've totally. got the whole structure of the book in my head, I just need to sit the fuck down yeah, and write it. Yeah. I mean, it. honestly, I threw this out the second I realized it was from you because you have so many endeavors that you have yet to complete, complete that I know about just in the three years of knowing you. Yeah. yeah. That, like, and look how high you got from writing that short story. Yeah, like you like right? you like. I gotta do is just do it again, and you're like, well, I don't know what to do with know? my hands. How did you know about because that? he listens to the show. Because he like listens to our show, which show? is like yes. a, the after, most insane after you talk, they put it on the internet like all the time. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but, well, yeah, and that's the thing is, and you know, and see, it was these so microphones funny. they actually go yeah, somewhere. So you talk about the lamp you built out of toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Pat thinks this is just a setup, just like we're just like we don't actually record, right? No, but it's so funny. Yesterday, um, I'm I'm actually going to LSU in September to do a live reading of my short story, and so I'm going with some buddies. 
And I, you know, reluctantly, because my buddy kept on bugging me, he's like, are you going to send this story to us for us to read it? And I'm like, just fucking be surprised. And he's like, no, send it to me. So I sent it to him and he, he called me yesterday and he's like, I just, it, and it was so funny. He left me a voicemail and he's like, Pat, um, you know, and he's really serious. He's like, uh, read your story, have some thoughts, give me a call back, you know? And, you know, or I think he had like, had some how revisions, long did you put it off? Had some revisions and stuff. No, I called him immediately back and, and he was said something like, now this is just a first draft, right? You know? And uh, he said, dick. he said, he said, I really, really enjoyed the, the story. And, and, you know, and that made me feel great. I was like, you know, it's like, it, it, it just, I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you really enjoyed it. And, and right. And, and I told him, you know, and it's like writing it was such a freaking rush. But the thing is, is that the thing that makes me mad about it is, is it was an assignment given to me and I fulfilled the assignment. So the thing that haunts me is Jesus, am I so fucking lazy that I cannot kickstart my own assignment? I have to have, I'm have so in the that. advertising yeah. world mentality that I have to wait for a brief and I have to wait for some fucking client or account person to say, here's your assignment. Go do it. I think there's something to that. Might I think be. there is something Might to that. Be. I think you've got so many years of, of that conditioning that it, there is. Yeah. yeah. Might be. You're like Brooks in the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. You can't go pee until somebody tells yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly no, I th- right. I think there's totally, there's totally that because you're talking about, you, you're talking about how to be creative in this new world. Well, I mean, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I also have that in its own way. It's like, okay, how do you be creative when, when like my time is devoted to my, to my family, but you know, doing stuff with, 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 uh, with Nathan, you know, the, the five-year-old son, you know, obviously not the seven-month-old son, he doesn't want to start his own podcast, but you know, but Nathan, you did the videos, but, you did well, yeah, the videos I mean, of the yeah, songs. That you yeah. Sing, I mean, Nathan and I, awesome. we, we, we did, we've done videos together. He wants to try making his own podcast. We, we write songs together, you know, and, and I mean, and they're not necessarily anything that they're just for us. You know, I'm not, I'm not well, like the videos. Sure. I put out, but, um, yeah, I mean, think just, about, you know, think about how insanely stoked you would be to have that with your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, let's go watch this video we made together. Yeah, exactly. And and like, yeah, you know, in 10 years from now, he can, he can go on, he can go on that weird thing called the internet, that old arcane thing and go, here's this cartoon my dad made for me. Yeah. Darren, can I commit the ultimate faux pas and ask how old you are? I am 37 years old. That's exactly what I would have guessed, which is I, kind of I upsetting. I was hoping you were going to say 27. I mean, I was actually dreading you were going to say 27. Jesus. You never know. I, I mean, fucking when he was I don't know. He could be from or? Florida. Are you from Florida? Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you live in Florida? <laughs> no, he went to Disneyland. He's on the West Coast. Okay. I've been Disney Christ. World. Sorry. Yeah. Whoa. Did you go to Disney World or Disneyland? <laughs> no, it's Disneyland. Yeah. Okay. So he revealed I'm still himself. not totally sure which one's which, and I've been as to one. The, yeah. But as the Disney freak, I totally knew. I know. I totally I did, I did my Google map in my brain and I honed in on him. Okay, but but here's <laughs> the, the thing. That's exactly what I expected. But I was like, oh, he could be 27 or 47 or exactly what I expected, which is 37. So, Nailed it. It doesn't, sound, it doesn't sound like a 47-year-old person. But you never know, dude. <laughs> you never know. Um, okay, so that makes you younger than them but older than me. So... 
That honestly like, just kind of <laughs> yeah no no I did just, but then as I was getting to it I was like nope that just makes you better than everybody on this show <laughs> like your no, age literally makes you better no than everybody up. on this show I have no follow up and other than my strange curiosity <laughs> well I've been holding on to that question since like you brought up your dad and then things got personal and oh, issuey yeah, yeah, and, yeah. but well, you know and that's the thing is is that you know people traditionally in marketing and advertising become obsessive about they immerse themselves in that world. And the down, the good side is, is you, when you have people that are truly passionate about it, and I would argue that Quinn is very much that as is Jeremy. No, you made me that. What? I did not. Yeah, no, I, you made me that Frankenstein fucking piece of shit. No, you did, but I appreciate it in a lot of ways. Also hate you forever, (laughs) but but, I think because you hired me because I wasn't that coming into it. And that is that has given me more of an advantage over everybody else because of that one thing. And the fact that Darren doesn't work in a creative industry, that gives him an adva- a creative advantage that other people who work in a creative field don't have. Yeah. So much of right. my creativity is sucked out by my job that like 140 characters at a time is like, I stress, right? I well, stress and, out about it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, you know, my, my career has shifted in that, you know, we, you know, at Hallmark, we create things and I'm, whereas, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of marketing that stuff, but I see the creativity that goes into the products and that stuff. And whether it succeeds or fails internally, that takes a lot of my energy. I mean, I, I'm not one to where if it's not mine, I'm not invested in it. If it's a great idea, I'm very much invested in it. And the day to day that that, that that idea takes within our walls, whether it lives or dies, I live and die with that. So I become emotionally exhausted with that. And it doesn't even really necessarily involve Oh, so you me. work with real artists now is what you're saying? What? No, no, no. <laughs> I no. work with real artists No, I didn't Hallmark. say that at all. No, no. But it's like just as, just as being a creative director over stuff, you live or die – you know, you, you don't have to necessarily create it, but if you believe in it and you love it and you go and sell it to a client and they don't buy it or they don't see how awesome it is, you live and die with that shit. And that becomes emotionally draining, whether you created it or not, because you're mm-hmm. invested in it. Yeah. And let and, me, let me go ahead. Sorry, God. Go ahead. No, well, go ahead. let me just douse a few bridges with kerosene right now and throw this torch <laughs> on and say that. So I've had over the past five years, I've made a lot of new creative friends online people who are creative just because gravity we all clustered up but hey what do you do i make stuff so do i oh let's be friends and so um i've watched tech's effect on that and i've seen people who are phenomenal photographers and phenomenal illustrators or whatever else get uh have a job or a dollar dangled in front of them and be like i'll make stuff for you company x company and next thing you know, they're pu- uh, pushing pixels around. And I've watched them, and I've talked to them about this um, as it's been happening, and seen them be like, well, this is what I do, and it's creative, so I should be happy, but I'm f- fucking starving to death over here. And in rather than diagnosing, well, it's because you're not feeding that part of you that is 
arguably the one of the most important parts of you and they're supplementing it with like well i'm getting a lot of money from the company that's buying that part of me so i'll i'll fill that hole and buy a jet ski and it's like well it's riding around on your jet ski you're not gonna feel like you're creating anything and it's this downward kind of thing where i'm hoping and i said this a couple of years ago what happened with me at least was like you know what i'm sick of making virtual things i'm sick of things that i can't touch and things that are digital, and things that are whatever else, and it's just not feeding that part of me. And uh, uh, all I can do to feed it, uh, just as a hobby at the time, was like, oh, I need to start making things with my hands. I need to start making things. And I think more people need to do that. I think more people aren't diagnosing what the hell is wrong with them. They're like, this, something's wrong here. Well, it's because you're an artist, and you're not making art. You're making things, sure, but you're not... You're not making anything you want to make. You're you're you've got this wife, and somebody else is taking the babies that you're making with her. So it's like you know, you just got you have to feed that part of you. You just no, I, go crazy. I, I absolutely agree. And and honestly, I go back to, I go back to when I was a kid, and and I and I miss this craving where, as a kid, I would get these overwhelming desires to create something. And it didn't matter what How it was. How old is that kid? That kid <laughs> is like nine or ten. And I'd get Total. like an I'd get like Who an jokes? egg I'd get like an egg crate and I'd start to cut shit out of it, or I'd have a skateboard and I'd have some two befores and I decided I was going to make some kind of like roller coaster for totally. my you know, and, and it <laughs> yes. was it was it was I, I couldn't control it. And, yep. and I miss that. I, I want that back. And I had it with the blog. Um, and I had a little bit with Twitter. The, the downside to it is that I feel like, you know, and very much, you know, with, with the, with the Sonic campaign, you know, people are like, Oh, are you bummed that somebody else is doing it? And, you know, do you wish it? it's like, no, I did it. I I'm done. I'm done with that. And, and I kind of, I roll through something. It's like I chew it up and I spit it out and I'm like, I did that. It was awesome. I got to find the next thing, but I just don't know what that next thing is. And that kind of haunts. Would you, know, you say that you're sucking the marrow out of life? Pat? Jesus. Okay. But that Sonic campaign, I'm glad that you brought it up because I didn't want to. I was waiting for you to do it, but I'm glad that you brought it up because it totally goes back to our whole like whistleblower people being like, Hey, that's mine or yeah. hey, that's the same as this. You know, like people are expecting you to be so pissed about it and you just keep being like, "No. That just proves that I'm fucking crazy awesome." <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's not even that. It's like, you know, it's it's it's, you know, I mean, the the one disparaging thing I will say is, you know, good be it was always the the uh the pinnacle agency for me that I lose did they suddenly lose a little bit of luster because they did what they did? Absolutely. Um, do I understand the economic uh, situation and that at the time they'd lost Sprint and some car company and they had to do what they had to do to keep doors open? And is that the reason why I've never, ever, ever wanted to open my own agency? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it's like, shit, I did it. I'm not pissed about it. You know, I don't think it's very good. I don't think it's as good as it was. Um, and you know, but that's that, you know, it's like, I, I, I had the option to, you know, one day possibly revisit it. And I said, no, I did it. I'm done. You know, I don't want to do it anymore. 
Well, check this out. You, A, are still that kid, obviously. I mean, that's that just isn't something that goes away. And we just heard you say that, like, oh, yeah, I did the Sonic thing. It was fulfilling. And then at some point, after a few more words, was saying, like, I don't know what the next thing is. When you just said you want to write a book. Yeah. And that's exactly right. I know that that's the next thing. And, and I just got to shut the fuck up and sit yeah, down know, and do it. The difference was that kid didn't give a fuck. He's like, I'll, I'll like, fuck, I'll just, uh, there's some duct tape over there, whatever. He wasn't worried about the neighbor kid being like, you suck, that'll never sell on the internet. Like, it's just <laughs> like, I just want a thing for my toys to go down. I want to, so I you need to get back in that mindset. And, and with Find the Starlight, it has almost gotten to be this, like, dopamine hit of any time I can do anything that is like almost sabotaging to the project where it's like, it's so totally. like, it's definitely, awesome. this is all for me and people, you know, are going to like it or they're not, but what it's, you but gotta, you're, you're getting responses and people are like, I hate it. I love it. I hate it. I love it. That's <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. They're definitely, it's, it's pretty polarized. Yeah. Right now. But you become addicted to that sort of reaction. The immediacy of, of a bold move because it's sort of when you're just, doing stuff because people are expecting it and it gets fewer reactions, you know? Yeah. And I only experience this because I've, I've started very different things about my, you know, in blogs and stuff like that, where it's like the first, which was like really bold. People are like, Oh my God, Holy shit. And it gets reblogged a bunch of times. And then, you know, the next one it's less and the next one's less. And then I do one that's really crazy. And it's like, your mom's a hooker. <laughs> and then everybody's like no she's not and i'm like mm, but she is but she kind of <laughs> is and, and the reaction is so much bigger and that's what you need i mean that's what feeds you to keep going you know because it's not like you know we're all dancing monkey monkeys with the internet it's like here's this amazing stage and whoever can be the loudest the funniest the prettiest the best Gets to steal the spotlight. Yeah, I am so lurring. Oh, not 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 as bad as I was. Like this a few is the last time ago. I bring a bottle of wine and drink it oh, my, by did myself. You, did you listen to like nineteen? I think episode nineteen yeah. was the one where I yeah, just got no, I did out of control. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as you thought. Oh, it was. When, when was you're it editing, just you and it was Quinn? bad. Wait, yes, it was the one with just me and Quinn, <laughs> and it's like right. it all started fine, yeah. but then by the end, I was just like, eh, eh, eh. it was just bad, bad. Okay, so as as, talk. as we're as yeah, yeah, there there was a whole yeah, that was subtext. I really anyway. wanted to play Super yeah. Fight. But well, we, we can play. We can play some super fight. Here it might be hard bit. to play on air. We'll we'll do it afterwards. Okay, so and as, as it. we're as we're looking at that, you know, as I say, hey, let's wrap up, which means we have thirty minutes to go. Uh, <laughs> let me uh, let me let me ask you a question that I asked you a year and a half or so ago on on the cocktail napkin, and I want to see what uh, you know what might have changed in that answer. So oh, 37 and, and well, no, not the 37, <laughs> the, 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 and, and the question was, it was always the last question that I would ask every guest on there. And it was, what is the one thing that you can kind of see on the horizon, whether it's, you know, any sort of a, a, an idea, technology, et cetera, et cetera. What is it that gets you so excited that it keeps you up at night because of the possibilities that you think it affords you? Oh yeah! Remember oh, that boy. question? I do remember my that yeah. my. Yeah. And I remember we caveat my answer. this with like, if you're gonna pick Super Fight, 
No, he <laughs> can't pick not, super fun. Yeah, he's not talking about one of my projects. No, he's I'm, talking I'm talking about, about like what, what's, what's something that you see that you're like, holy shit, that's cool. I can't wait to try to do something like Oh, okay. That. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I'll stop being drunk in a minute. Such okay. a dick when good. I say this, but I feel like... Um, I f- I feel like we're we're gonna we're about to kind of technologically rebound off a big brick wall we put in front of ourselves. Where I could be way wrong, but I think we're reaching this saturation point where people are like, "There's just too much noise. There's too much in. There are too way too many inputs coming in and not enough outputs." And I, I look forward to that getting diagnosed by a company who's good at diagnosing it by a tool that's good at diagnosing it and um my answer to this last time was somebody making better tools and not trying to have too many things do too many things like i want i think i said you know i want a screwdriver to turn screws i don't want also to be able to hammer nails give yeah. me a hammer and a screwdriver and the same thing is kind of true except back then i was thinking how which tools will get us will help us better have this exposure. And now I'm kind of thinking which tools will turn the volume down for us. Will give us, will let us find our pockets and be like, all right, we all had a ton of fun talking to every goddamn person on the planet at once. That was way too much. Let's, how do we have, you know, you say community and it's just like, oh, it's a gross word now, but I how, think, how do we hit those thousand people that actually give a shit what we have to say? Yeah, and it, yeah, definitely. But I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to just things getting quieter, which I hope will happen naturally, and people, um, you know, getting more into traditional arts, you know, like, like yeah. painting things yeah. again, and like, and realizing like it's you know we don't all need to go live in the mountains and carve tree trunks but it's like we we kind of definitely need to go that direction because we went way too far the digital direction and uh and uh we need to get a little a lot more analog so i'm looking forward to that let's yeah, we've create driftwood sculpture we've made it all too disposable <laughs> well yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah totally yeah. not a, and practically millennial non-existent now <laughs> the, millennial the millennial thought going to weigh in now um <clears throat> Unfortunately, I think it's going to get much worse before it gets better, right? But I do think that governing us as much as the Gen X, you know, like Gen X, you guys are pieces of shit. We fucking rock. (laughs) You guys did nothing. But you still have a chance and that you guys could (laughs) govern us in this moment of overexposure of you know, you know, hey, hear me world to, hey, just hear me one person, you know, which is all everybody that's on the internet wants, right? One person, just hear me, you know, hear me, talk with me, interact. Let's have something outside of what is tangible that I can exist within. And so I think that Here's your opportunity. Here's your big invitation. Gen Xers, you have to lead us into this world where small, tiny, little things matter again. 
Quinn is so drunk right now. I'm wasted. And it's so she's cute. Like, she's, she's, like, like, I, she's like the teenage daughter that doesn't want to own anything. I she's am. Like, I'm I know. so hopeful this, this right is now. Like the Darren, I'm sorry. And, and this never happens. Exactly. Generally, I'm too angry to get drunk. I have never seen Quinn this just <laughs> you know what, glittery Jeremy, we before. Need to, but we no, need to no. Honestly, I actually think that this is going to... Tell us some secrets, Quinn. This is going to be the new thing that happens. You guys are laughing at me. But this is going to be the new thing. Everybody's like, oh, we know about millennials. Who says that? <laughs> Everybody says that. <laughs> right. But, you know, the new thing is going to be like Gen Xers being like, all right, we know how to control millennials. And here's what's going to happen. You guys all need to chill the Mind fuck out. Control. And you guys are going to have a meaningful relationship. And that meaningful relationship is going to happen somehow digitally. And you will understand that pouring your heart into 140 characters at a time is less valuable than than this smaller culture that you've created. I mean, I, wait, hold on. I just wrote it. I just wrote down a really you flowery yeah, I was say, You wrote a note to yourself and then folded it up and hid it. How do Jeremy, we not did, hear the world but hear each other instead? Jesus, she is so drunk. Oh my god, you are <laughs> I don't even understand that. Oh my god, I have to pee so pee, bad. I gotta I go. just pee <laughs> myself and I just pee. Oh my god, make fun of me Please, so many times. Yes, oh we will. <laughs> oh my god, make fun of me so many times. Oh my god, is she gone? I know she is. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. Okay. So now let's make fun of her. Um Oh, God, Actually, no. well, here's here's what I was going to say. So, a few episodes ago, we started talking about uh, a party that we're going to have. Yes, the the and it's September. Yes, yes, the September. Well, here's the thing, Pat. Let us know. I didn't fuck anything up. I was no, ready no, no, to make no, no, the original no. date. Yeah, Quinn you did. Fucked it no, up. no, no. It, well, nothing's fucked up. Here, Pat made an interesting point that the day that we had tentatively set that we were working on settling was the day before he goes to LSU to read his short story. So uh, yeah. it's not going to be September 10th. We're, we're working on Which I trying, was totally fine with everybody. Well, no, well, but I mean, that's kind of a mess. So let's, we're, so we're working on trying to figure it out. It's going to be somewhere around that time, but we're still going to do the party, but it's not necessarily going to be September 10th because we, we want to give Pat some room to go, uh, do his story, but we're still trying to figure it out. So it's coming. We're still going to figure it out. Details. Damn it, Quinn. I didn't do yeah. it fast enough. Quinn got back. I'm excited. I want to go. I want to go. Okay. I want to well, go. Dude, if, yeah, I tell you what, if we can, if we can, uh, yeah, come, come to Kansas city, it's going to be a good time. I have, I have, uh, I've, I've put the invitation out to quite a few people. Kansas Quinn City's and I a good time. Any- no, no, you <laughs> yeah, guys are not invited. <laughs> it is September 10th, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as far as you know, it's still September 10th. Yeah. Everybody else, I'll send you a later date. That's right. So, Pat and I so, yeah. are busy that day. Uh, we printed up, we printed some buttons. Or I printed some buttons. So, so yeah, careful. <laughs> yeah. Make sure not to like do a blanket yeah. credit on that one. So I, I printed some buttons. Uh, if if you if you've been paying attention, uh, if you go to muleradio.net and look at our look at our album art, you'll see that with season two, we've got a new logo, we've got a new look, and so we have buttons that reflect. Which that Jeremy has done as well, which, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. So uh, if you you know if you if you want some 
buttons, uh, pay, PayPal, PayPal us, go, go to the beer, go to the beer buddy thing, give us your address and, and we'll send you some buttons. And so I think that's pretty cool. Now you asked about tiger in the cage. Oh yeah. Tell us about that. So I, my, uh, how I fight the shakes to get back on topic of the entire show is I have a picture that I keep on my workbench, um, that I drew of a tiger in a big cage. And the reason it's there is, uh, because there's a Stephen King book. He wrote this whole gunslinger series, which was, some of it was great. Some of it was not great at all. (laughs) And, uh, he wrote his latest book, the wind in the keyhole. Have you guys read that? I haven't read that one. Okay, so it's good. It's really, really good. Okay. And if you read any of the stuff he talks about, he's like, yeah, it was like his, it was his find the starlight for a long time. It was his baby. And it's like, this is going to be my masterpiece, the whole Dark Tower series. And he admits that there were pieces that he fumbled. They tried to go back and change in later printings, whatever else. And in the wind through the keyhole, there's a scene where they're like, this stuff's happening and like they needs to resolve it. And it kind of gets resolved by this character just kind of turns a corner and there's just a magic tiger in a cage. <laughs> it's like, this is all I just like, and I'm like, what the fuck is like, and he's my favorite author. Us. And I read the book and I closed the book and I loved the book. And I was like, I just forgave that guy for putting a magic tiger in a cage just out of nowhere. And that to me shows how much we beat ourselves up versus how little we can actually get beat up by people who enjoy our stuff because people are far more forgiving than we are to ourselves, which isn't new, but it's definitely worth uh, reminding yourselves of like a lot. I mean, there were the hunger games were some really terrible, 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 terrible parts that I think everybody glossed over. And that's the same thing with just a lot of stuff that's out there, you can think of anything where you're just like, the parts of these were so bad, but I still loved it. And it's just, it's a good quick visual reminder for me, at least to be like, you know, I can, I can paint myself into a corner and snap my fingers out of it. And, you know, it's, and people will be willing to forgive like the star Trek movie where like the new one where Kirk ends up on some totally random, like ice planet and falls down a (laughs) hole and there's Spock. Mm-hmm. And you're just everybody's just like, okay, that's cool. That, it's like <laughs> that's a that's a great point. If if you are likable, and then people will go along for the ride. And um, and 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 I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Paula Dean is a classic example of that. People so. did not like her to begin with. She was not a likable character because how many crazy ass people have we forgiven? in 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 you know culture and pop culture for doing ridiculous things and they've lived second and third and fifth lives yeah. because yeah. they were genuinely there was something about them that people liked and Paula Dean is just not that person. Okay, guess who had the biggest print I know crazy to say this but print out of her life come out in the Food Network magazine the same day Paula Dean got like officially dropped from everything else. Um, People totally flipped their shit and got behind Paula Dean, like as if she was gonna die. Who they were defending her. Everybody who knows about the brand I'm talking about, for which this ad was for, they. Are you going to reveal her. it so we can? It was ball that? jars, ball mason oh, jars. Yeah, gotcha. It was a nine-page ad, and they 
jumped to her defense and and criticized us for running in a magazine that is represented by a network that fired her. Oh, God. That is how (laughs) intense that is. Yeah, but it's like, how? I mean, how quickly did sponsors run away from her? Right, but I mean, the larger point. Yes. Which is. I was really hoping you were going to go for that. I was really hoping you up for that larger point. The larger point is completely missed on me. Go ahead and feed it to me. You were talking about Paula Dean and you were talking about how. She's not likable. She's not likable. She's not likable, but somebody but who is somebody unlikable in the world of the internet can become massively oh, yeah. loved. Oh, the people absolutely. who love in a matter ha- of seconds, like the people the who love to hate that, her, or the bandwagon that just was like, yeah, no, no, literally both. It's yeah. both sure, parties, sure. right, coming to her defense because it's kind of like a magical tiger in a cage. God, <laughs> my whole Jeremy's life is a magical tiger. Yeah. yeah, do you see that? <laughs> Jim's like, and we're yeah. out. <laughs> I, all I know is that Quinn's drunk and she could just go on forever. Just go, I can see it in her eyes. It's She's got 30 minutes worth of nothing behind there. We just officially hit two hours. We, so yeah, we I did. We did. Wrap. All right. So, that's short for us. <laughs> so thank you, Darren. Lucky shirt. We can thank find you. We can find your stuff on findthestarlight.com and superfightgame.com. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Exactly good. right. I was making sure that I, that I got that right. Uh, and so, yeah, th- you know, this was a lot of fun, as I knew it was going to be. And, I agree. And I'm and I'm glad uh, that you came on, and uh, we'd like to certainly have you on again here after yeah, a while. And we'll talk awesome. about whatever the hell you want to talk about. That sounds amazing. Okay. Yeah, you guys are the best. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, you so much, much, Darren. So, guys, I love you. Yeah. I love you. Uh, I love you, sure. so much. I love you so I love you. much. I love you, 37-year-old. I love you. <laughs>